Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is EdTech in the Classroom, a brand new podcast from TeacherCast that helps you find the best technology for your classroom and helps you implement amazing lessons with your students. For more information, please check out EdTech in the Classroom today and hit the little subscribe button. We would love to have you on board. Today, we're going to be talking all about math and technology. Answering the question, does math have a place in the ed tech classroom? I have a guest today that absolutely says that it does. And we're going to be talking about a brand new, amazing website called Multiplication Nation. I want to bring on Alex Kajitani. Alex, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Ah, great, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited because you are a teacher and an entrepreneur, and I want to take so much time today to get to both of those things. Um, but first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, that's right. I'm, uh, I live here in San Diego, California, and uh, most of my career, I've been a middle school math teacher. And uh, so, you know, many, many years ago, I was having just really a tough time getting my students to engage in the math that I was teaching. But I noticed that they would all uh, come in singing the latest rap song that was on the radio. And so, uh, one day I just uh, was absolutely desperate. I thought, you know, I'm going to write my own rap song about the math that I was teaching. And so I wrote a song called The Itty Bitty Dot about uh, adding and subtracting decimals. And I went home and I practiced it all night and I performed it for my students the next day. It was an absolute disaster. Uh, but the next day after that, they, they came in, you know, Mr. Kajitani, that was the best day ever in math class. Are you going to rap again? I even had a student ask me if, I was going to quit teaching and be on MTV full time. Uh, but that was, you know, really the beginning of when I started to realize that, that I needed a new approach as a math teacher. And it was actually my students who came to me and suggested that we start making rap and mathematician videos. And so that was my first sort of connection to ed tech in the classroom, along with my students and the after school video club advisor. We started making uh, math rap videos that the students could then watch and able to, to help learn math. And I'm happy to say those videos have now been viewed, I think, almost a combined million times in homes and classrooms all over the world and are being used to engage kids and, and make math cool. And that's when I realized, you know, there, there really is a place for ed tech. And I think that that was even before the flipped classroom craze came about. But the students were, you know, going home, watching the videos at night and then coming back with a better foundational knowledge of the math that I was teaching. So the website is multiplicationnation.com. Talk to us a little bit about what we'll find when we visit. Absolutely. You know, it, it's funny because as a teacher, you know, as an algebra teacher, I knew, you know, when a kid showed up to my class on that first day and they didn't have their times tables mastered, it was going to be a really tough year for those students. And the kids who had them mastered, you know, they'd come in, we'd do the math, everything from exponents to order of operations. And they, you know, I won't say they breezed right through it, but they had a much easier time accessing the information. And now one of the things that I get to do, I travel all over the country speaking and writing, and I get to speak at a lot of conferences and in professional developments. And I always ask teachers, what is your biggest challenge with teaching math. And overwhelmingly, they say, so many kids don't know their times tables. 
And so, you know, now I am absolutely on this mission to help every kid master their times tables so they can be confident in math, you know, and, and really in life. And so what I realized, though, is, you know, I, I wanted to sit down with every single kid and teach them their times tables and help them master them. I have obviously couldn't do that, but I found a way to replicate myself. And we created MultiplicationNation.com. It's a series of really engaging videos as well as in assessments. It's super interactive. So I ask them a question and then I, based on their answer, I respond um, to the answer that they select. And it really is like being able to bring, you know, me into your classroom to work one-on-one with every single one of your students. And I will not leave until they master those times tables. Alex, it certainly sounds like an amazing platform. Could you give us an example here? Let's say that I was looking to learn my, my sevens times table. How would you teach me how to remember all of my sevens times tables? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and you, funny that you bring that up because seven is one of the, you know, one of the numbers that kids really struggle with. And so what I've done is I basically, you know, the system that I've created is really three steps. It's what I call the three M's. So for every number that a student's going to master, they're going to meet, they're going to memorize, and they're going to master that number. So meet, memorize, and master. So the first step is the students, they're just going to meet the number, right? They're going to, we're going to talk about, you know, really, where do they see sevens in the world? Why is it important that they be able to understand their sevens? That's where we start to really learn to skip count the sevens. A lot of, you know, students, they respond to, you know, music and, and the rhythms and things like that. And so instead of simply teaching, you know, the sevens as, you know, just just a, a series of numbers that they rattle off, what I've what I've created is, you know, along with the rap and mathematician and all of the rap songs and things like that, really sort of having a more of a rhythmic melody. So, you know, instead of the standard 7, 14, 21, 28, the students respond really well to 7, 14, 21, 28, 35, 42, 49, things like that to, to keep on going. And so after they meet them, learn kind of the conceptual, uh, you know, parts of being able to understand the sevens, then we actually, I take them through what I call kind of the unsexy work where they're actually going to have to memorize them. And so I've got a system that I use. We do the first half. So first we do, you know, seven times one times two times three times four times five. We do that forwards. We do it backwards. Then we mix it up. Then we do, you know, seven times six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 forwards, backwards. And then we really mix them up. And then yeah, after that, we really, I give them a chance to really master that. There are assessments built in. Now, one of the things I really want to point out is, you know, none of this is timed. I've read a lot of the research, you know, from Joe, Bol Joe Bowler and others that really, you know, when we put a time limit, when we, you know, really put a time crunch on students, it really, really sort of messes them up. And I never believed this until I tried it with my own son. Once I put the timer on him, his head basically exploded. When I took the timer off, though, then he really did well. And now he, you know, he's used the program. He actually absolutely rocks his times tables, and he knows it in math. And so, you know, for so long, we've taught multiplication as this thing that you've got to complete on a worksheet before three minutes is up. And when we back off on that and say, you know, really, this is a strategy that you can use in order to be confident as well as competent in math, 
it, it really helps the students learn them. In addition, these are videos, so the students can go back and watch them as many times as they need to. And that's especially, you know, good with the students who, uh, we have a lot of students who have autism who use it um, and are really enjoying the program and finding it to be very effective because they can go back and listen to the songs. They can go back and watch the videos as many times as they need to. Now, as far as ages for this, I mean, as you're talking about the times tables and stuff, you know, I've got a bunch of four-year-olds at home. We're learning our fives times table. So I, I could awesome. see bringing something like this into playing with my four-year-olds, but really here, what is the average age target that you're going for with uh, multiplicationnation.com? Yeah, great question. If, if as sort of a, an overarching, you know, look, students generally learn their times tables in about third grade. So, you know, as you look across state standards and things like that, third grade is kind of the kind of the, the default grade. Now, if a student wants to learn them or is capable of learning them earlier, fantastic. Where a lot of the problems I think occur is when a student doesn't have them mastered in third grade, they're then rushed on to the fourth grade and the fifth grade and the sixth grade curriculum. And so just, you know, if a student hasn't learned them by the end of third grade or fourth grade, that's okay. There's still time. There's, you know, there's always time. It's never too late. But we've got to stop and give them the time to practice, the time to allow their, their brains to really grasp this information. And so we have high school students who are using the program. We have middle school students. Uh, we've got, you know, third, fourth, and fifth grade students. And so, again, they're really, you know, we, I think, do a disservice by saying, you know, this is the grade that you have to learn them by. And if you haven't, you know, then too bad or whatever. But uh, really, the truth is, any time is a good time. It's, it's almost like, you know, trying to ride a bike with a flat tire. You can keep riding that bike with a flat tire just because you passed, you know, the gas station with a pump. But stop, fill up the tire, and then you're going to be rolling along. And I believe that's the same way with, uh, with the times tables. Well, Wherever you are, just stop. And, well, and let's get those things knocked out. Well, using your example there, let's say that you are a, t a math teacher in, you know, elementary, middle school, and you're looking to purchase a bike for your students. How how do I go about um, checking out the great stuff at multiplicationnation.com? Is this something that a teacher can pick up or is this something that traditionally a school district has to purchase? Uh, all of the above. So a, a parent who is interested in getting it for their one student or a, a, a teacher who might want to recommend to a parent that they get it for a single student who might be struggling or need some extra practice, or like you said, wants to get ahead, they can get an individual uh, an account for their, for their child. We have lots of teachers who are using it in their classroom. They're getting, you know, it, they get it, we're able to set it up so they get an account for every student in their classroom. Teachers are also able to run very simple reports, things like that, get emailed updates to let them know who's working on what, who's passed what, the other nice thing is uh, when, a student, when a student signs up, every time they pass a course, the parent is automatically emailed a, a message that says, you know, hey, Jeff just mastered his fives. Make sure to ask him what five times five is and give him a great big high five. And so it really pulls the parents in. We also have districts that are using it in several schools. And so, you know, I get it. I'm a teacher. I understand what teachers want and I've tried to design it, you know, accordingly. And so it really is available for whoever needs it and 
and wants it in all sorts of different, uh, you know, in all sorts of different options. So I also understand because I'm looking through the website here, you do offer a free trial, which yep. only leaves the qu teachers to ask one question of, is this for me? Can I use this application? And, you know, it's it. Yes, is the answer, right? You have this available for desktop, iPad, phones, anything that you yep. can use, basically, any, right? So any Chrome, web, yep, Chromebook, any web, anything. absolutely, any web-enabled device it works on. Um, and uh, yeah, I encourage everybody. You can go on there. You can sign up for a free trial, and that's you know that's not a limited sort of access free trial. That's full access. You get the full program. I want you to see exactly what it is. You can check out all of the videos, exactly how the program works. I encourage you to try it out on a few students. You know, show some of the videos to your class. See if they like it. You know, that's that's what I've done this for is to really help the students be confident in math, be confident in life. And so if it doesn't pass with the students, then hey, don't get it at all. But uh, I believe it will. The website is multiplicationnation.com. Alex, before we uh, wrap everything up, I, I'm I want to hear a little bit more about your backstory, right? You you you're out there in California, teacher of the year, a lot of stuff going on. Tell us a little bit about how you got to this point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like uh, like many schools, we had a uh, teacher of the year award that we gave out each year, and I was uh, fortunate to be selected by my colleagues back in 2009. Uh, and then just kind of filled out some applications and went to interviews and things like that and was fortunate and honored to be named the uh, San Diego County Teacher of the Year and then the uh, California Teacher of the Year. I got to represent the state at the National Teacher of the Year um, level and made it to the, uh, the top one to be one of the top four finalists and uh, got to uh, meet President Obama back, uh, back on his 99th day ever in office got to be honored at the White House along with the other state teachers of the year. And, you know, it, it's been just an absolutely incredible ride. But I think that really, you know, out, out of all of this has come the ability to really see, to really interact with and network with so many teachers all across the country. Like I said earlier, I have the best job ever now. I get to travel around and speak at conferences present professional development sessions. My book, Owning It, is being used by teachers and administrators all over the country. And just getting to travel around and see education from so many different perspectives, so many different lenses, has been the greatest gift. And then not only do I share, get to share some of my best practices with other educators, I learn from them, and then I get to share those practices with everybody that I that I get to meet. And so I almost think of myself as an ice cream man for best practices, you know, in, in teaching. And every time I learn something, I get to just help others learn about it and, and really keep motive teachers motivated and inspired all year long. And, and that's really just been such an, an honor and a pleasure. That is an awesome story. What was it like to be at the white house? You know, it was really cool. I, I'll tell you one funny story. The uh, after President Obama gave his speech, you know, we were all lined up there and and he's coming down and he's shaking everybody's hand after his speech. And and uh, the woman next to me, she bursts out crying. She's so overcome with emotion. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden this hand grabs her shoulder and pulls her back and spins her around. It's Michelle Obama who looks at her and says, honey, quit crying. He is not all that. <laughs> And so, so, you know, we all burst out laughing, the tears get wiped away, and there we are, perfectly positioned for the uh, 
handshake. And so it was, uh, you know, it was just really a wonderful day. It was a lot of fun. But I think if there was one thing that I came away with from that whole experience, it was really that the hard work of educating our students is still and always will be up to us as the teachers. And so we've got to get in there every single day. And so, you know, to to all the teachers out there listening, to all the parents and educators out there listening, thank you so much for getting in there, for waking up every morning and getting in there, rolling our sleeves up every single day and giving our students the world, not only as it is, but as it can be. And, And that's what I'm so, so excited about being a teacher for every single day. That is awesome. Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. The website is multiplicationnation.com. You can, of course, check them out on Twitter at multnationedu. That's M-U-L-T, nation. And, of course, all the information and links are going to be over on our show notes page at EdTech in the Classroom. Alex, anything that you want to say to the teachers out there that are listening that might be on the fence of, should I try this, should I not try this? Any last advice for anybody out there who's really struggling to bring any type of math and technology together in their classrooms? You know, obviously, I'm going to say I think you should try it. Not only do I believe in it, I believe in it so much that I guarantee it. If if you try it and it doesn't work for your students, you know, we offer 100% money back uh, guarantee. I'm so sure that this will work. I also never want to be the, the person who just kind of shows up on your podcast and you never hear from them again. So please feel free to contact me at any point for anybody out there listening uh, through my website, alexkajitani.com. It's A-L-E-X-K-A-J-I-T-A-N-I.com. Send me, you know, send me what you're struggling with. I want to be in your network. I want to help. So, you know, let me know. Let's, Let's make this the beginning of a conversation, not the end of it. And keeping that theme of beginning of the conversation, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you're doing in the classroom with your students, especially as we head towards the summertime here. There's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this and all of our shows. You can, of course, check out all of the EdTech in the Classroom podcast over at edtechintheclassroom.com. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter at TeacherCast and leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. On behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.